0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Glad you are back. This is the Thursday edition. I hope everybody's had a great week. I'm sitting here with my good friend Sarah Gonzalez, the host of the News and Why It Matters on Blaze TV. We're gonna get to you in a minute. We're gonna get. <laughs> oh boy! Thank you for making the long trek over. You've had <laughs> me on all of you, so many of your shows. Yes. So I was happy that you were willing to come over here and. Hang out with me over here in Studio 22 in the uh, Redneck Riviera studio. You, you like our little... I'm just surrounded by whiskey.
1: I, that's why I came. I, I was know. told that there was, this, that there that's was whiskey. That's the deal.
0: So, so if you give us the wide shot back in here, Mark, you see that we have our apple juice. That's what we mm-hmm. refer to it as the apple juice mm-hmm. on the rocks. And, of course, we have Herbert the Silent Deer back here. He has a microphone just in case something divine happens in it's time for him to talk. We got... Sean Foster, Sean Bougie Foster, Bougie Sean Foster, who is in here. We got Brandon who's sitting in here. We got director Mark, who we still have not nicknamed, but it's coming. Ooh. And of course party foul Steve. Those guys are sitting over there behind the control board. We're gonna have a good time. Steve looks like a puppet in that shot. Look at that thing. Like I if Mark would just I'm put, put his if if Mark would put his hand over there behind him, he would
1: <laughs> I feel like we've done this before. It's so
0: funny. The GoPro angle on that control board is so funny to me. How did you get involved in even caring about the news?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's mostly politics. I've just been involved uh, or, or curious about politics for pretty much my entire adult life and probably started about 16-ish. Um, and, but, you know, I was the the person who was passing out Flyers, just of my own accord, went and printed flyers on my college <laughs> campus uh during the John Kerry uh, you know, election. Yeah. During all all of that, I was I was passing out flyers on campus that you i passing just... out
0: the Vietnam, you know, and this guy's yes. like, yeah, yeah. Stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So when we, you know, of course did the I did a shirt that said John Kerry, but I made it to where uh it all it said joke with the J and the K. Yeah. Uh just so that it was put on my shirt a certain way. But uh, yeah, I just, I've always just been weirdly fascinated with politics, which I guess I just, I like insufferable things.
0: Would you <laughs> consider yourself, because this is the, if you notice how the vocabulary has changed over the last few years, for instance, would you consider yourself historically an activist? Mm,
1: mm. Um, I mean, I, yeah. It's such I, a
0: strong word these days. It is
1: these days. His, but historically speaking, yeah. Yes, but I feel like now it has a negative connotation, so I hesitate to use the word activist. It
0: does have a negative, and it shouldn't. You know, if you have conviction, mm-hmm. why don't you express your conviction? But yeah. these days like uh, two weeks ago I got called politically radical. You? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm just That's a conser- funny. I I lean conservative. I I tend to label myself libertarian, I've never registered with a political party. Um, I, I am, have always been quick to call out everybody that runs. I I don't care if it's Donald Trump all the way down to John Kerry. I I call them all out. Uh, but I, I've been called a political, two weeks ago, I was called a political radical. Uh,
1: do do you know, do you know in reference to what?
0: No, I, I actually, I actually inquired. I just said, you know, what is it that might, what would you consider that I've said that's called me a political radical? Um, Because we're, you know, just, and and what I've learned is if you have conviction, Mm -hmm. you're radical. Yeah. Yeah. Like if there are things that you're unbending on, like I am unbending on the concept of pro life, I, I believe in unborn babies. Proverbs 31 8 says speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves I believe in that I believe in in you know speaking up for those who can't so that's one of those things I believe in limited government I unfortunately but hey let's face it we do live in a world where even the most conservative people in Georgia, or Alabama or Mississippi if all of a sudden you limited the government their life would be in shambles. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> and
0: they may be conservatives but guess what that's you're not true. living in government subsidized uh, apartments anymore. So, that's that's going to get me in trouble but I don't care.
1: <laughs> but but I but the, I this... mean I think that it's sad that the thought that you would speak up for unborn babies would somehow make you radical. I know. I mean, that's not that's to me that's just a a morally sound concept that yeah. you know you would think that hey, uh, you know, when we're talking about the the New York bill and a couple other states that have passed it, like hey, a, a nine month old in the womb child who's fully developed and about to come out yeah. should not be killed. That's not radical to me. That's just moral.
0: Yeah, if you saw a uh, I don't know two year old toddler out in the street that walked out into traffic and. You ran out and sacrificed your life to pull that child away from getting killed by a car. Yeah, would they call you a radical you'd, or you'd a, be hero? a hero? Hero, absolutely exactly. a hero. So, see, there's a fine line with all of those things, and 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 these days, we've talked about this in prior episodes about how if you can control the language, you can control the culture. Mm-hmm. So that's why I bring that up about being an activist. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in when I was in college, I would get up. I went to the University of Georgia here I am, a freshman in college, I would go at six o'clock in the morning to the center of campus and meet with a group of friends. And we would pray for our campus. And people said, these guys, they're nuts. They're crazy. (laughs) And it's like, no, we actually care about you. I mean, if that makes us radicals, whatever. But, you know, activism has become a funny thing. We think of Jane Fonda, you know, Hanoi Jane. We think of, You know, the the Parkland shooting survivors and all these – the kids that are – in in, in, you know, the anti-NRA people and the people who are the most outspoken on – Alyssa Milano on Twitter. She's the worst. I
1: can't stand her. But she's an activist.
0: She's an activist. And I had such a crush on her as a kid. You know? Well,
1: and now you're really disappointed, aren't you? She's still
0: hot. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> I still but, have a crush but, on her. But I mean, then you hear her talk.
0: And Sean, like, what do you think? Yeah. Is she still hot, hot or not? I still have a crush on her. Alyssa Milano, you do, no. don't you?
1: I got a picture of her the other day from the NRA convention
0: last year. She she had a little rally out front, and I was like, she's still kind of hot. I went by. I said hi. I was like, I hey, waved yeah. at her.
1: She gave me a smile.
0: Yeah, I went. I went by and said hello to Alyssa Milano. She didn't say hi back, but you know, whatever.
1: The personality doesn't ruin it.
0: (sighs) It does a lot. It really does a lot of work on that. You know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you
1: have to be really hot to overcome that personality.
0: Yeah, you, Steve, (laughs) hot or not? Not. Not hot. No, that turned her. No, it kind of, kind of ran away. Mark, hot or not? Not hot. Not hot. Brandon, do you know who we're talking about? No, a picture would do a lot. I'll show you afterwards. <laughs> anyway, he's he's in he's puberty. Curious. He's in puberty, he's, trust he is me. Curious she's hot. Now. Yeah. yeah she's hot. <laughs> when it comes to him, she's hot. He's in puberty. Probably yeah, okay. probably is. Okay.
1: Yeah. Brandon I'm in puberty too. A still. I mean she's she's not a grandma. No. Not so she'd to be look hot at, too.
0: but I don't want to listen to her. I don't wanna I had the it's crush a when as a kid when she was on Who's the Boss? And little-known trivia fact, uh, her boyfriend, for a couple of episodes, his name was Chad.
1: <laughs> so they, they named him after you? Mm. Is that where we're going with that? No,
0: but it made me happy <laughs> when I was watching it as a kid. What about so, a mom <laughs> on the show? Yeah. yeah.
1: It, that's I don't, I'd do
0: be afraid good. to see that. Tony Danza, by the way, uh, we had this conversation out in Hollywood a couple of weeks ago. He's still in really great shape. Like, he refuses to admit his age and to do— Really? Like, that's an issue with him. Like, like he's into, he's still into boxing, and he's all into getting in shape, and like he doesn't want to be typecast as the older the guy, old
1: guy, because mm-hmm. he's
0: like, why do I have to be? Well, well you're seventy two, so he kind of
1: he doesn't want to be typecast as anything. But I haven't seen him on anything. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> I don't think you have 72? to be worried about being typecast if you're not even getting roles anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah, he's seventy years old. He's in his early seventies. Wow, so that makes time passes old. by. That makes me feel really old. he is. Yeah. Um, Sarah, you're not. So there you go. Yeah. Thank you. So the news. You you host a show on Blaze TV called The News and Why It Matters. It is – and thank you, by the way, for letting me participate in that. It's yeah, one of my for favorite coming. formats of everything that happens on the Blaze because it's just It's – let's look at what's going on today, what's the most important topic of the story, and let's talk about the evolution of that because you have to put up with a lot of personalities on that and control <laughs> them. How hard is that to do?
1: Uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's easier now than it was when we, f- we first started the show, you know, because you had uh, me who I had done television before just as, you know, sh- being a guest on other people's shows. Right. right? And I guest hosted Dana Lash, uh, her show, whenever she was on The Blaze. But I had never done it before. And then I get thrown into this position where... I'm basically having to tell my boss when to shut up, Yeah. right? Because Glenn Beck is on the show.
0: And he doesn't like to shut up.
1: He does not like to shut not up. Not a fan he, of shutting up. He talks so he, he talks more than anyone I know, which I guess is a really good trait to have when you're in radio. <laughs> when well, you right? talk all day. Yeah, yeah, when you're in radio, that's what you're trained to do. But, you know, this started out as a 30-minute show. And so with commercials, it's what, 24 minutes, 22 minutes? And getting to everyone else's topics, I was just like – uh, oh, I don't want to offend him. I don't know him very well, but I really need him to shut up,
0: <laughs> and I just want
1: to keep my job, and I'm just trying to juggle all these things. It's yeah. much easier now.
0: Well, and so now you have overtime. Yes. Which, of course, is great because people who have a subscription to The Blaze, mm-hmm. uh, they get the overtime. Yes. And, and that's one of the beautiful things about having creative content here at The Blaze is that they are more than willing to put so much content out on social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, wherever they put it. And you can get the news and why it matters on there. Mm-hmm. But but if you want to get the overtime, you need to be able to watch the full episode. And that's where some of the meat really gets broken down yeah. on some things. Yeah. And and you're right. I, I've, I've experienced that. And Like my mother called me recently. She's like, well, I wish they would let you talk more. And I was like, well, they're not not letting me talk, (laughs) but... It's Glenn Beck, yeah, and, it, and it's 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 Stu, and I'm right. like I, I'm going to let them Interrupt say what they want to say, and then I'm just you know Johnny come lately this on the totem pole. Just thank you for letting me be on the totem no, pole. No, so. I would say oh, you bring no. an awesome no.
1: dynamic to the show. We love having just, you on.
0: I just love being on. So. You,
1: well, I just I mean there is something to though you know Glenn is a storyteller at heart, right? Sure. So he starts in on this story. That when he starts, you don't realize it's going to be ten minutes long in a you know twenty-two minute show, but you can't interrupt him in the middle of the story because he hasn't reached the conclusion yeah. of whatever story he's talking about. So there's not really a good way sometimes to like hurry it up or yeah. cut him off. But I do my best.
0: I don't want to. I like Glenn. I love Glenn. I um, love Glenn too. I, I've always appreciated I call him my, Glenn. My TV dad. He's always been. So much more than gracious with me. Yeah. Uh, Glenn is an outspoken person. We all know that. He he has his ideas and opinions, and he's got some that have been very controversial Mm -hmm. over the years. He's struggled. He's had his own challenges. He'd be the first one to ever tell you that. But I've had people, and and you can talk to this to the degree you want to talk to it. I'd be interested to get your perspective you're on it. trying
1: to get it. me fired. I feel like you're trying I know. to get me fired right now. I would right never now. do
0: that. And this is all my fault. Mm, mm-hmm. But, you know, whenever CRTV merged with the Blaze, we had a lot of pushback. We said, well, I don't want to be, you know, yeah. Glenn, 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 yeah. Glenn. I, and I've done what I could. Glenn, first of all, doesn't need me to defend him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn stands on his own. But I've told people, I said, you know, I, I've i been around Glenn. And, no, I don't expect to agree with everything. I don't expect to agree with anything everybody you know, right. everything anybody says. Right. Um, but I don't expect them to agree with me either. That's fine. It's okay to have those differing opinions. Yeah. And, and that's what I've tried to explain to people and say, hey, you know what? If you believe in grace, be gracious when it comes to. Right. Because everybody struggled through. the la- Let me tell you, the last four years of our lives politically and, and in terms of the media, it's been tr- it's been hard for everybody.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and I think that it's important that, you know, we reflect on how hard it also is to come back And basically apologize and say, I shouldn't have done what I did. I shouldn't have said what I said. I wasn't seeing it from your point of view, but I see it now, you know, and he has come out and said that. And so and it it hasn't been for, you know, for personal gain or anything like that. He I I remember we had a show uh, during Trump's first year that Mm -hmm. we were kind of. Uh, doing a report card on how he how he had done uh, if he had lived up to all of the promises that he said he was going to do yeah. and it w- we were all like, you know what? for the most part, in this last you know six or nine months, however long it was, he's actually lived up to what he said he was going to do. you know he said that he was going to do X,YZ and he did it. um and you know, I feel like it was at that point that Glenn had a realization that the, and the next day was when he wore the MAGA hat on radio, <laughs> which everyone talked about, because it, it wasn't it wasn't some uh, manufactured thing like he yeah. we really had a conversation and he went, gosh, he I mean, he really has done what he said he was going to do thus far. And we yeah. have to give credit where credit is due. And I think he's really good at doing that.
0: You know, back during the uh, presidential primaries, when they were trotting out all those different candidates. Uh, and I did a video on social media where I said trying to pick which candidate to go with is like trying to pick pick which venereal disease you're most okay living with for the next four to eight years. And so, and and, and that, <laughs> we, voted the we, we voted for the clap. We voted for the clap. So we were, and I would just tell you because we talked about this on yesterday's episode. Uh, Sean and Jason and I went out after the show in Salina, Kansas, after my show. Uh, in Salina, Kansas, and we walked into this first bar. It was called uh, Paramount. Was Paramount. The- Paramount. And they said, this is the place you want to go after hours. And so okay. Uber drove us over there. We came in the back door and as they came through the thing, they walked past the live band. Now, I went into the restroom in the hallway. Sean and Jason go through and I can hear the band in the restroom and I thought they were singing a song called, She Took a Crap. <laughs> She took a crap, and then they were clapping. She took a crap. And it was a rock band. It was loud, right? So I come out, and they were singing a song called She Got the Clap. She got the clap. She got the clap. She got the clap. And, and when they walked in, here comes... Here comes, you know, a Latino and, and a Jamaican walking through, and you could hear the needle scratch off the record. I mean, uh-huh. everybody's oh, looking yeah. at them. Then here comes the cowboy walking through, and I looked at them because they would walked to the far end of the the <laughs> restaurant, and I said, the bar, and I was like, okay, round it up. We're headed out. I don't want to stay in here and catch the clap. So, anyway, we, we went, yeah, we went out. Whoa. So, so no, I did, I made that statement, and, and there's a former uh, host who used to be on The Blaze, and She had me on her show, and she said, Mm -hmm. so I don't understand. Are you a a Trump supporter or not? And I said, I am now. Mm -hmm. I was not. Yeah. I was vocally not. Yeah. And I can remember being in Las Vegas. I took my mother on a trip to Las Vegas. I asked my mother. I said, Mom, you've been through a lot in the last year. Can I take you on vacation somewhere, anywhere in the world? She said, I want to go to Vegas. And I'm like (laughs) – why? But, she goes, I just love Vegas. I, want to, play, to party. I want to go play I wanna go play blackjack. Let me tell you, if you knew my mother, you would know that she does everything but party. <laughs> <laughs> and so she goes, I can remember seeing Kenny Rogers. He was singing at a lounge there and I'm like, Well, it's like, changed. That's not big. In the now, last thirty five years, it's changed. <laughs> so I can remember having that conversation with her because there, you know, I, there's two men that you don't make fun of. One is Jesus and the other is Donald Trump when it comes to my mother. So so <laughs> My mother made this weird comment to me one time, Mark. She said, I just, I love Donald. I just want to, I just want to stand behind him and massage his jaws so they'll relax. So he'll, so he'll what? just look. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he just looks so mad all the time. I just want to massage. I just want to oh, massage his jaws. I have to meet your mother. I know you do. My oh mother's my a trip, dude. She's a trip.
1: That is why. Every now
0: and then we'll call her on the podcast and I'll get her on speakerphone and she hates that. but People love it. <laughs> um, I think that, I think the most downloaded podcast uh, of last year. Was called Chad calls his mother, and we <laughs> totally surprised her. So it was fun. But I told my mom, I said, "Mom, she's like, I just love it when he gives speeches." And I'm, I'm like, "But what does he say? What's he saying?" Yeah. Now we realize what he was doing. He was he was cheerleading in a big way. He was rallying the base. Yes. Um, and it was what it was. Him and won him the election. I
1: mean, it yeah, it worked. Yeah. So he hey. got
0: elected, and he went in and did what he did.
1: Yeah. But how
0: hard is it? How hard is it to be? Like, do you you think of yourself as a conservative? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So how how hard is it in this day and age? Is it to be a conservative? How do do you have to defend yourself as a woman? Like, like, why in the world would you be a conservative when all these sexists and bigots and all these?
1: Yes. Yeah. What challenge
0: have you faced with that?
1: Well, clearly, you know, first off, the patriarchy is trying to come into my bedroom and tell me what to do as, you know, a female, what to do with my own body. So how in the world could I go along with men who are trying to control me? Right. I get that all the time. Um, But, you know, especially the fact that, you know, my last name is Gonzalez. So I my paternal side is of Hispanic descent. Mm -hmm. And they're like how could you how in the world could you support and be a part of a party who wants to deport you? I'm mean, like <laughs> I'm a legal citizen first of all, <laughs> nobody wants to deport me, but thanks for your racism. I mean it's that's pretty racist to assume that in the first yeah. place. but I mean, you know it, it's a struggle, but I think more so it's a struggle to just, be a conservative, not even a conservative woman, but I just we're we're in this weird place where both parties are kind of eating their own, you know. Yeah. And and you're not allowed to disagree with whatever the line of the party is. Even if you say, you step back and say, "Hey, I don't actually think that's very conservative." For instance, with Trump's tariffs and the trade war. Right. I'm like, "I don't agree that yeah. it should be a conservative principle that now all of a sudden trade wars are good." I mean, we've seen throughout history Trade wars never end up well. Tariffs do not end up well for us. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to like them and be in support of them and be in favor of them because Donald Trump is president. And I don't agree with that. But then I get pushback from people when I say I don't agree with it, even though when Trump does something conservative, I'm the first one to cheer him on. Right. But I think the same thing is happening with the left. You know, yeah. you've got all of the presidential candidates who have come out and said, you know, we support this. Uh, Green New Deal, which is just absolutely bonkers crazy. Yeah. And, you know, they support all of these really radical things. And the other side of the left, I think the more moderate Democrats are also not allowed to criticize the radical extremism that's going on in their party. So I we're just in this really weird place in 2019. Everyone's eating their own
0: yeah it's a weird place i keep calling it the circular firing squad and, and, <laughs> and, and it's, it's everybody on the left is trying to out radicalize each other yes you know and then schultz comes out and he wants to run as an independent who's a lifelong democrat and mm-hmm. they devoured him because oh, yeah. first of all he's rich and successful so <laughs> you can't be that these days you have Ooh. to be oppressed you've yes. got to be a person of color you got to be oppressed you got to be a, some kind of you know a poc a, as we like to call them pers- on the a street, poc hood. yes Good Lord, have mercy. <laughs> he just took PC and added an O in the middle of it, mm-hmm. said POC. Yeah, there's very so original. many. There's some jokes I could make there that are inappropriate. <laughs> but I, I, anyway, so, but that's the crazy thing. Like, and even on, like, I, I look at Trump, and you, you disagree with me on this if you do. I, um, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I think even Trump's policies and decisions he's made in many ways have been very moderate. Like he's been very middle of the road with the things he's done. Yes. He's done so many things. Because I've said if a Democratic candidate came out and was just more diplomatic and a little more politician Mm -hmm. and could be a little more of a statesman or stateswoman and do the same things Donald Trump was doing, they'd win the election in 2020.
1: Absolutely. If they
0: could just come out and say, okay, this is what we're going to do, it would be the same thing.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I do think, too, it kind of goes back to your original point that it's all about the messaging um, because the Democrats, like it or not, they've done a really good job of creating successful messaging that somehow they just kind of steal the narrative and make it make it whatever they want it to be. So, for instance, now we're supposed to believe that building a wall is immoral. I mean, it's not immoral. Every single other country has some sort of a barrier to make sure that the border is recognized and to protect strangers from coming into their country. But now we've got, you know, it's, well, creating a wall, building any kind of border is immoral. And it's like, no, it never used to be. It wasn't a controversial thing. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's controversial and it's immoral.
0: This is why I love the Chad Prather show. Now, Now. She's making great points, and she is sitting there, and she is holding that glass like the. I mean, she is Nancy Pelosi in this thing right here. <laughs> I mean, she's like, Happy without, Valentine's without Day. Surgery. I mean, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving
1: everyone,
0: mm. I love it. That's the beauty of this show. That's the beauty of this show is we have apple juice.
1: Mm, I love my apple juice.
0: Mm. And then we talk about the issues of the day. So that's that's the thing is. Because you're you're one hundred. In my opinion, I think you're one hundred percent right. I, I think you're one hundred percent right on that deal. They have done a great job of controlling the dialogue. They have. We were talking about uh, earlier this week on another episode. We were talking about. Um, oh no, this was a different. I was on. I was on the uh, Order of Man podcast, and and he said, "Do you think that? Talk about masculinity and femininity, and, and, and these issues and and values and." Stuff that we've traditionally held on to, and they said, do you think the majority of America believes like that or like – and I said the majority of America believes like we do. Yes. But the but the vast largesse of the platforms out there, whether it's mainstream media or Hollywood, the folks with the bigger voices, they – are going to continue pushing that minority narrative? That's a, that's a smaller viewpoint, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's a big deal. Yeah, you and think that you yeah. think
1: that it's the larger viewpoint because yeah. it's, that's what you're being inundated with.
0: Yeah, and, and so it, at the end of the day, they are controlling not only the dialogue but the narrative, mm-hmm. and that's way that begins to be the way you perceive reality. And, and this Jussie Smollett story oh. is a perfect example of that. Is a guy comes out and says, "Look, I'm gay, mm-hmm. I'm black." And I was a victim of a hate crime. Well, everybody jumps on that. Cory Booker says, condemn them. Yes. And then now that it's being turned into what looks to be a fake hoax hate crime, he's like, well, I'm going to withhold my opinion until there's further evidence on this thing. Yes. Let's be
1: slow to judge,
0: Cory. Let's be slow to judge (laughs) the people that you don't want to judge, but the people you wanted to judge by God we were ready to we were ready to cast them all into the deep fires of hell. Mm-hmm. So that's that's problematic mm-hmm. there. That's when you're controlling the dialogue and it gets bad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, even in in that same statement that Cory Booker made, he said, well, I mean, I don't want to rush to judgment here. Let's wait till the facts come out. But this is a great opportunity to talk about the fact that most uh, violence and you know attacks in this country on this soil come from uh, right wing <laughs> men, right wing terrorists. Yeah. And so it's like, no, sweetheart, we just learned that this was a hoax. Yeah. That's not the appropriate time to try to push some theory.
0: It's still a narrative. That, yeah. Right,
1: that conservative white men are the problem.
0: But we don't talk about in the mainstream media where a, a guy pulls out a gun on somebody with a MAGA mm-hmm. hat, yeah. you know, and then you've got. Uh, a, a felon who's a shooter that winds up killing what five people mm-hmm. in a workplace this past week and you know winds up dead himself you know it, it's it, these aren't legal gun owners that are doing that but that doesn't fit the narrative so we don't want to talk about that right you know we right. need, we need the legal gun you know so it's it's a weird it's a weird little twist and that is why i appreciate so much what you do with the news and why it matters yeah. because we've talked about everything from uh, you know, major, major issues to to, to a minor celebrity tweet that because, and why that matters.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a big deal.
1: It is. Well, it is. I mean, especially when you're talking about a celebrity tweet, you know, you could look at that and say, whatever, who cares what uh, Alyssa Milano is saying mm-hmm. other than Chad because he has a crush on her. I do. But, uh, you know, you could look at that and say, why does it matter? But in 2019, social media is a big deal. And unfortunately, you know, we have this younger generation who is growing up in this social media world where they take to heart everything they read on social media from someone who has a blue check mark, And so they're being shaped and influenced by all of these crazy opinions that are being spouted. And I mean, it's a problem. It's a really big problem because they're they're using that as some sort of real life anecdote. And it's just not.
0: Does it amaze you that whenever. Whenever, say, the State of the Union and Trump says we will not be a socialist country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And people object to that. Yeah. Does that, I mean, does that surprise you at this point? Do, this next generation, I had someone, because I did a, a video a while back that I, it's called Let's Try Socialism. Mm-hmm. And I talked about why you don't try yeah. socialism. And I had a kid who sent me, it was a kid, 15 years old, sent me a message on private message and said, why can't we try some of these new ideas?
1: They're not and new. Just ideas. see
0: if they'll work. <laughs> and I'm like, you're 15. Every idea to you is new. <laughs> right. So
1: right. this
0: one's been around for a minute. Read a history book. Yeah, exactly. Please. But it, it's amazing. I I I start. I worry about it because the universities, mm-hmm. the the schools of whatever you want to call it, higher education, these these institutions, they're more and more leaning that way. Where yes. it sounds like, hey. Let's get free stuff. I didn't have to pay for my PlayStation. My parents got it for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to pay for my car. My parents got it for me. I didn't have to pay for my tuition. My parents got it for me. Or financial aid, and God only knows where that comes from. Who knows yeah. where financial aid comes from? I, so, it just rains money. It just, it just happens. There's that tree out back, and you yeah. go and you pluck it. <laughs> so it, they they really do believe that the federal government can just print enough money mm-hmm. to take care of anything mm-hmm. you want.
1: Yeah, and I don't think that they discover that that's not the case until they get their first job, right? They yeah. All uh, Every example that I can think of personally, I know for a fact that they go out and they get their first job and they look at their paycheck and they're like, wait a second, I thought I was making $50,000 a year and I was supposed to make X amount on my paycheck. This is way less than that. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton of taxes being taken out. And with all of these new things that they're proposing – the tax rate's going to be astronomical by that point, you know? So I think that it's just, you know, it's something that they have to go through. Um, But, you know, then they have, you have these people who are getting degrees in, you know, interpretive dance or something (laughs) and don't actually get a job when they go out into the real world. So maybe they just don't have a chance to experience that. I don't know. But I shudder to think of what, uh, what universities are going to be like when, you know, my son is, is, It's time for him to to graduate high school and figure out what he's going to do with his life. He's six now. So it's like, you know, in another 10 to 12 years, I don't even know that they're going to matter anymore. No. I think they're going to be irrelevant.
0: I, um, I was in Moscow for the first time. For 15 days, right after the fall of communism, so it was in the right in the early mm-hmm.
1: 90s. You were in Moscow, so can you prove that you did not collude with Russia at any point
0: in time? <laughs> no, I did collude with them. I rode the train and the whole mm-hmm. thing. And That's what we I all I went thought. to the Moscow Circus That's and I what saw these people. Thought. Yeah, exactly. Is that what they're calling it? it colluding. And colluding. I called mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, it depends on how you define colluding, but yeah. <laughs> so I was in Moscow, and we would drive. We would ride out. We stayed in a, a, a flat. Outside of downtown, and we would get on a train, and we would go out to the schools in a little community called Jelenodarosnia.
1: Okay, mm-hmm.
0: and it was everything that you would think a place called Jelenodarosnia would be, and it was. They still had the old flags hanging up of the sickle and the hammer. It, they were the slums. They they these kids were in, and we would speak and teach in the schools. And these these they, these were cement block slum. Buildings. These are like the kind of buildings that you imagine Navy SEALs training in, right? No okay. windows, yeah, and just. And and I'm like, this is, this is a third world country. Yeah, the only thing Russia ever spent their, the Soviet Union, the only thing they spent their money on was military power. Their their people suffered. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were poor. You would go into a store right in the heart of Ma- Moscow, and the meat would just be laying on the counter. The flies Ugh. flying around. You know, here here it is. Yeah this was the heart of communism. This is, this is where this leads. This is where communalism leads. This yeah. is where socialism, it's the next step from it. you know. And, and that's, that's one of those things that I can't, if you're not willing to embrace history, like I had a guy who sent me a message and said, well, you can't actually prove that Stalin was responsible for that many deaths. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we have embraced the full-blown meaning of postmodern wow. existentialism here. Wow. If you're not willing to hold on to actual historical yeah, truth,
1: facts, yeah, that's insane. That's
0: what worries me.
1: It well, I mean, you just said it. You know, we're in this postmodern world, yeah, where you know it's in its post-fact. We don't. We don't have. We're not supposed to use facts and reason and history to guide us. We're just supposed to, you know, be in this postmodern world where everything is chaos. And, you know, uh, you mentioned Russia. How about Venezuela right now? Right now. Right this second. And 10 years ago, our news organizations were propping them up as just this model example for the United States to follow. Look what happened. Yeah. And we're just supposed to overlook all of that and I guess say, well, they just didn't do it enough. They weren't socialist enough. They didn't go far enough.
0: Well, and in, in Venezuela, which had, has the greatest oil reserves on the planet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were the third greatest economy on the planet. And now every citizen has lost on average 30 pounds yeah. because they can't eat.
1: They can't uh, eat.
0: And, and they say, well, because their oil has been subsidized and so much control has been taken over by China. Well, that's because when you get so poor and so impoverished, you tend to call on these other countries that have cash reserves yeah. to help bail you out. Right. So now, yes, China does have a hold on, on the things you want to do. So
1: I And mean, yeah. it's a good weight loss plan, I guess.
0: Socialism tends to help. Thing.
1: That's, you don't have to go. So, you don't have to do keto. Socialism's
0: right? a hell of a lot better than keto, kids. <laughs> just remember, y- yeah. It, and 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 trust me, starvation by any other name is just socialism. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong; it is just socialism. So anyway, you just got married.
1: I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we're a couple months into it. I love End it. Of December.
0: Yeah.
1: He uh, and he works with us.
0: Yeah. He's here at the Director, studios, yes. Yeah. so you came in, and it was was it love at first sight? Mm. Uh, let's tell that story.
1: Oh gosh, oh, mm, am I am I getting red or no? Yeah. I mean, no, it wasn't you, love at first sight. Actually, more apple juice,
0: or- <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> um, it wasn't actually. I know that people love to say it that never Just, is. I always I knew from the first moment I laid eyes mm-hmm. on him. No, I didn't really. It was for me. It was what?
0: What? That was on Tinder. Stop it! She's yeah, gone. that was that not. That Tinder. N-
1: Tinder is never love at first. She sight She saw
0: me and she look at what she got. Look at what she got.
1: I can promise you, Sean, that was not love at first sight. <laughs> <I> gear, <laughs> that you was. Call her up. I guess I'm not doing anything else <laughs> on <laughs> a Wednesday night. I'll go out with this call guy. She, she saw me in my she saw me in my Dallas Stars sweater, and she saw me in my Afro. She was like,
0: "I need that in my life. Mm-hmm. I need I need a, I need a lot of black man here. I need all of that." Boy. You know,
1: I know her. I can verify that. <laughs> you you can call, call her right now and ask her. She'll tell you it was
0: love at first sight for this one.
1: Well, I don't think that that's the norm, though.
0: It's not the norm. Yeah, she got it's... blacked.
1: It was all over. Oh boy, there yes, it is. she did. Oh boy, there, there it she is. did. <laughs> no, it wasn't love at first sight for us. We were really good friends. What did he ask you on a date? Um, I think I was the one who yeah. asked him. He's very introverted. He's. he's, he's I can a little bit see shy. that
0: in Steven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah he is very introverted.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. so. Um, I was the one who made the first move. Uh, I remember we were at a restaurant, and we were sitting in this giant booth across from each other. And I was the one who got up and moved over to his side of the booth Mm -hmm. and moved in and went in for the kiss. Look at you. Tell us more. You know, screw the patriarchy. I can't tell you what happened (laughs) after that. Screw the
0: patriarchy. Yeah. I like it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to. You got it. Like, well, we're a we're good contrast, right? Because he is the introvert and I am the major extrovert. So what better way to balance that out?
0: You have a beautiful son. Yes, thank you. And uh, how old is he?
1: He's six and a half.
0: Six and a half. Yes. Beautiful son.
1: Light of my life.
0: Just a beautiful, beautiful kid. Of course, I, I love the kids. I, lo- I love I them. Because yeah. it's just, that's my always been my thing is... How can we? It's always for me, it's always been nations and generations. You know, how can we impact the nations? How can we, you know, spread our voice in the generations? Mm-hmm. And so I love the kids. It's always been a big passion of mine, and, and you got a sharp one. You really do. But you, did y'all do like a switching back to Steven, Yeah. Y'all do a destination?
1: We did. Wedding? We did. Yeah. We went and uh, got married in the Dominican. Oh yeah. Yes, uh, a couple days after Christmas, and it was just uh, Stephen and myself and my son, and then my parents. And his his parents had they had something going on, so they they couldn't had a come. thing. They had a, thing. Had a I, thing. Apparently, they don't like me. And you know, they had a. They were busy that week. Their favorite daughter in law right, doing exactly. something else. I mean, who wants who wants to fly away to the beautiful beaches of the Dominican in seventy five degree weather when you can be here in Dallas in terrible um, cold rainy weather? Yeah, you know. I yeah. mean, just saying.
0: Because I, I remember talking to you like right before. Because I was on the show, your show, right before you you. you, you and, I, and it, you and I were still just kind of getting yes. to know each other because yeah. that was before we could announce that I was going to be coming on the network. <laughs> and we were playing around with all that stuff. But I think anybody with any common sense could kind of pick up yeah. on where we were going. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, I was getting to know you and getting to know all the guys around here. That, when I say guys, guys and gals and folks around here. And, sexist. Um, yeah. yeah totally sexist. sexist. I'm a redneck. The, uh <laughs> <laughs> I got a cousin that got arrested at a cockfight for selling chicken salad sandwiches trust me I'm a
1: redneck no you didn't
0: don't tell me <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me girl. I can, I can that. tell you stories <laughs> so um yeah I used to growing up in the trailer I could hear my parents through the very thin walls and they were like I don't want no more <laughs> no
1: oh my god
0: there was this one time <laughs> There was this one time when I was a kid that, like, I was, uh, I got scared in my bedroom or whatever, and I crawled out of my bedroom and through the hall, and I kind of went through my parents' bedroom. and and I crawled in and kind of snuck like towards under their bed and all of a sudden things started going on up there and I turned around and crawled (laughs) I know door locks are essential I know my parents I think I think it was unexpected from a mother too (laughs) (laughs) my my father was not he was not a Casanova not at all not at all
1: hello that'll wake you up at 2am
0: diabetes is a bitch on your sex life (laughs) I'm just telling you so it's uh, uh, <laughs> bad circulation, but so apparently it was a surprise for everybody in the house. Uh, I don't even remember. I don't know. I think I used to do it just to see if I could do it, just see if I get caught. I still do things see if I can get caught. I believe that. No, I, uh, I, uh, I think that Steven's parents just didn't want him to marry a, a Mexican. That's that's the deal. <laughs> that's
1: probably true.
0: Did you hear the story of this kid? How are we doing on time, Mark? Okay, we got to go. Did you hear the story about this kid that wants to cut his penis off if Trump builds a wall? Like he said, I will do it publicly even if Trump builds one mile. I'm sorry? Yeah. What This is can news you, and why it matters. This
1: is news and why it matters. So, can can so you explain? Y-
0: yes, I'll tell you all about it. So this is the <sighs> thing. This is the kid, uh, California freshman. When I say California, University of California uh, freshman mm. to cut off penis if Donald Trump builds a wall. This has been... <laughs> The topic of the week, and I I love this. I love this. So in a bizarre form of protest, University of California freshman Seth Greenberg. So we're not talking about a circumcision because this is a Jewish kid. This is
1: a Jewish kid. You're
0: right. This isn't a, a, uh, what is it? A bris. This is not a bris. Yeah. Has promoted to publicly remove his penis. Didn't specify the method of removal. Donald Trump begins project work on the U.S.-Mexican border wall. He said, I'm so confident that Trump is full of it. He said other words, but he said, I will cut my blank off publicly if he adds even a mile of new wall. You get a little guillotine. Oh, yeah.
1: that is a good reason for Trump to do this.
0: This i e- I I'll pay for that one mile. Yeah. Like like get one of those cigar Out of my cutters.
1: Pocket. Just yeah. cigar get cutter. one of those cigar
0: cutters. <laughs> <I've>, and, just, <laughs> I've, and just I've, she, I've, I've been no. to a brisk before. I, mean, I would probably I have I would probably have to like squeeze it a bunch of times. Just to, like, oh that didn't cut. I a a V-cut. cut. Like,
1: <laughs> and and the, let's just be clear. Like I don't need to see this oh gosh I don't need to see this happen no. I don't need to see it happen but just to call his bluff nah cause he's not gonna build, do it gotta build, build he, a said, wall. he, said, he
0: said I will really do this I feel that if he does actually build any of the wall me removing my penis publicly will bring worldwide attention to the injustice being inflicted against the Mexican people this is black mirror this is literally black mirror this is what we come to yeah this is this is that's a mess. It
1: really is. You, like what? what cutting his off penis your penis? To him? Right. Like cutting off your penis. That's going to prove what? Yeah. That you're crazy. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that you're, you're nuts. Crazy, and you apparently never want to so, have sex. So again.
0: first of all, if he did that, I, I don't think he's ever had sex to begin that's with. That's a great point.
1: Well, he is in California. They're all a bunch of nuts. Now Who let knows? me
0: explain this to you. If he were to cut his penis off publicly, they would arrest him because he's mentally ill. Uh huh. Which means. You cannot do anything you want to do to your own body. practicing medicine without a license. No. I'm going to go back to my point now. You can't do anything <laughs> you want to without your own body, which is the what primary argument for abortion. Yes. I'm a woman. I can do anything I, I want to do with my body. You cannot
1: tell me what I can do Don't with my body. tell
0: me what I can do. Now, if he put, cuts his penis off, <laughs> you're right. He's practicing medicine <laughs> without a license. Uh, it's just like selling chicken salad sandwiches without a food license at a cockfight. But, but you can't that's the point you can't do anything you want to do to your own body right you can't you're not allowed to do anything you want to do to your own body so that's that's a huge argument against abortion but still this kid's he's an idiot he's made that's for amazing. fun fodder at every podcast episode we've done this week though because this <laughs> kid I want to do a Greenberg watch I want to see I want let's let's I want to put a camera on, Crotch on cam. uh, Greenberg's dick Crotch cam. Uh, <laughs> I want to I want to put a uh, What's his full name? Uh, I forget.
1: We're on podcast. We uh, can say words like that.
0: I know. I want to do uh, cam? Seth. <laughs> Seth. Hey. Seth Greenberg. Look at this kid. Look at his. Look at this pimple-faced punk right here. Oh, he wants please to, cut seen? your penis off. You is. are not okay. getting laid. There he anyway. is. There's Seth. <laughs> it's Seth fine. Greenberg. I promise do the, you.
1: Do do the world a favor. He's
0: not using it.
1: Do the females a favor. Please. If you're
0: watching the podcast, there you can see Seth Greenberg. Oh. Don't procreate. Yeah, I think
1: that's just—he's just saving himself. Like that's his excuse for never (laughs) getting laid. Be like, well, I cut my penis off. I couldn't do it.
0: I care about the Mexican people, but not that much
1: thanks a lot Chad.
0: you're very welcome that's, that's I'll deport your you're ass in about. a heartbeat <laughs> <laughs> if I gotta choose between him and you you're out
1: <laughs> sorry
0: Gonzalez. you're gone girl y'all can go back to the Dominican
1: <laughs> get fall married anyway.
0: renew your vows or something but no me and little Chad are staying here in America right here in Texas by God drinking whiskey let which, it fall which, off you know, on its the own the more whiskey I drink the more it ain't working anyways it might as well be gone <laughs> ah, Sarah, see how much fun we have over here? It's so fun. When it's can a blast. we do it again. It's a blast. Here's what I'm telling everybody to do. First of all, subscribe to the You can uh, you got a promo code, don't you?
1: I do have a promo code. What's your
0: promo code? Is it It's news. It's news. So yes. BlazeTV.com tv.com/news. Yes. And then use promo, promo code, code news. news. So yes. sign up using Sarah's deal. That's our thank you way thank you way of saying, "Hey, Thanks for being on the show and uh, do it. I want everybody on this thing. I think that this is a conglomerate. It's a collection of, of conservative and more importantly pro-American voices of folks who just have a heart and conviction for things we believe in. And it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. And we're growing. It's getting bigger. There's going to be more people on here. It's fun on the podcast. It's fun on the different shows. I love being on your show. I think it's so relevant to today. And um, it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, you, know, you got to learn to talk to each other, you do. even when you have differing opinions. We
0: have people, Andrew Heaton. Yeah, nobody agrees with Andrew, Andrew Heaton. Andrew Heaton's
1: crazy. Nobody
0: agrees, <laughs> but you should watch. You know, something's wrong with Andrew Heaton. Something's if Off. something's off with Andrew Heaton.
1: <laughs> I mean, both of those yeah. would be. Accurate. Yeah, something's
0: off. Yeah. I, I messed it up. I apologize.
1: No, but we have we have a good dialogue with him too. We don't agree. I know, but we have a respectful conversation, which should be happening. Everywhere. I've been
0: on. I've been on about four of his episodes. I'm going to go on more, and we have a blast together. Uh, we went to dinner together one night, and that was awkward. I wound up with diarrhea after eating sushi. Don't eat sushi in Dallas. Dallas, Texas is seven hours from the coast. Don't eat sushi. I mean, did
1: he go with you into the bathroom? Or no, I was a mess. I will up about three a.m.
0: I woke up like three a.m. and I was like, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was he in bed with you? I mean, why was that awkward? No,
0: it was it was a weird conversation because it's Andrew Heaton. I mean, it's just... well, that's not awkward for him. That's just a
1: regular conversation. Andrew
0: came out, and I had the big road armor jacked up Jeep out there with the four hundred Hemi engine, and he's like, "Well, that looks like a zombie apocalypse." And I started listing off the accoutrements of this vehicle and all of the different things, and he was like, "Okay, well, I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Andrew is Andrew is the epitome of not. He's not changing spark plugs you know so but i appreciate him for his mind and his vocabulary and that's enough (laughs) but (laughs) i love you guys hey thank you for being on
1: thank you and we're gonna do this
0: a lot yeah if you let me we'll do this a lot absolutely
1: yeah we'll do little trade-offs
0: fun i I appreciate that so you guys check out energyogre.com use promo code watch chad it's been a great week hanging with everybody i hope you're enjoying being able to put the just the podcast in perspective by being able to watch it and, and to, to see it via video. People ask for it. it. You know, people, for the longest time, they thought that the little things I was doing in my truck were my podcast. And so now oh. I have people to go, what's this? You're talking for like an hour now. And I'm like, this is the podcast. And oh, you can get it. Yeah. But what I tell people to do is, yes, you might watch it on YouTube or Facebook, but if you will, go to where you get podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all these different places, get the and hit download because that helps us rank it, and so we're like rank one fifty six one fifty 150 right now in the comedy category, out of two hundred that's pretty good. We mm-hmm. but we've been real high on the all category so we want to be there
1: again. Five stars. Yeah,
0: you get don't leave a one star. That's a bogus deal.
1: I don't. Why would anyone leave you a bogus. one star? Please.
0: Did you watch the Reverend Harold Swindle? No, you didn't watch. I it? haven't
1: watched it yet. I yeah, I need it, to see it.
0: Pissed a lot of people off.
1: You. <laughs> That's what we His
0: mother hadn't spoke to him in three days. Nah, she texted me last night. She wasn't happy, but whatever. I love her. She loves me. God bless you, Mama. I love you. (laughs) I love you, Mama. (laughs) Sarah, I love you. Sean, Brandon, Mark, Party Files, Steve, I love you guys. And everybody out there watching, thank you guys for Mm tuning in. Go to subscribe, blazetv.com slash news. Use promo code news. And uh, be sure to watch the news and why it matters. I love you guys. God bless you. Bye. (laughs) you. <laughs>